This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to tell you about how this message came about. I wanted to bring you a sermon series starting today uh, on the light of Jesus. The Bible says that the light shone in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. I think part of the problem is that most of the time we, we don't understand what the Word is saying so we can't walk in the power of it because we don't understand it. And maybe it's the fault of uh, many different things. Maybe it's the fault that 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 it's not being read as, as regularly as it should be. Maybe it's the fault that that pastors are looking for something cool and hip and and young to say, and and so they're trying to to take another angle. But but the reality is, whatever the fault may be, we all need to learn to know the power of walking in the light of Jesus. Now, there's power uh, in the power of darkness as well. Did you know that you can actually feel darkness? There's pain that can be caused by darkness. I'm going to show you that in the next few weeks in the Scripture, that there's pain that can be caused by darkness, but how the light overcomes the darkness. In case you don't understand it, uh, if you've ever had a, uh, a child who was afraid of the dark, all you need to do is turn on the light and things begin to shift. There is power in the light. Let me just say that again. There's power in the light. Can I get an amen? And so today, I was preparing for that. I was so sick this week, I uh, wasn't even able to be with you on Wednesday night, and uh, uh, I heard we had a powerful, powerful service, and I know it's going to be amazing this Wednesday night, what God's going to be doing in the house, And and uh, but I... I, I I was just so, I just couldn't get strength. I couldn't breathe. Uh, I, I just literally uh, walk a, a little ways and, and fall asleep with fatigue. And, and so it had been a rough week. And, and, and so I walked into my office and sat down, and my head just kind of was dropping as I was sitting there just calling on the name of the Lord. And, and, and this is what happened to me. I said, Lord, I need you to, you know, I've got to pour into your, your, your people. I need you to pour something into me. Uh, I knew I had messages ready for the series, but, uh, but I wanted it to be from God. I want you to know I will never come to this pulpit unless I believe I have a word from the Lord. And I said, God, I want it to be from you. And so I, I just poured out my heart and I said, God, I want it to be from you. And before I realized it, I, I prayed something. I didn't, you ever prayed something? You, you know, you, why did I say that? It's like when you say, God, give me patience. You're like, whoa, 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 rewind. But this is what I prayed. I said, God, I haven't heard from my pastor in a while, the overseer of our church. I, I, I just wish that, that I could get him to speak a word into my life. And no more than I had prayed it, I barely lifted my head and my phone went off and it was our overseer. And he's never done this before in the many years that he served, over a decade, he served as the overseer of our church. He said, Don, I believe that you need to speak these things into the, pe- the life of the people. And gave me five blessings that he wants me to share with you. And so I've been able to put this together in a message that I believe that God sent me to bring you today. And so with that in mind, I want to go to, what, what year is it? 22, and I want, what day is it? Second, so I want to go to Revelation 22.2. Watch this. There were 12 manner of fruit yielding its fruit. Now notice, normally you see it say in its season, but it says yielding its fruit 
each month. That I want to do something that you already created the season for. I want to share with you this morning a prophetic word that I believe will help you create a season. As I'm speaking this word, yet even now, I'm claiming it over my own life. Let's bow our heads together today. Father, I thank you for the anointing that I feel in this house. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that goes across this online campus to those that are watching and those that are in the different campuses today. I pray for a move of the Holy Ghost that will change our lives, Lord, that we wouldn't just hear another word, but that we would catch hold. Lord, let us catch hold of something. Come on. I need somebody to help pray with you. Lord, let us catch hold of something today that changes us in this next year. Lord, let us become what you want us to be, a people zealous of good works, rightly dividing the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Now, as I read you this passage that there will be fruit in each month, a lot of people talk about heaven and say there'll be no time in heaven. But the problem with that is when you read and study the book of Revelation, you find in one place it says there was silence for about the length of an hour there. Not only was there silence for about the length of an hour there, it says that every month, every month there will be this fruit that comes forth. So if there is no time, then how are we measuring hours and how are we measuring months? What we're finding is that there's still some things in practice. There's still some things in reality that that even in the future that is to come that are going to reflect into the present reality that we have now. Now, what I'm about to give you is this message on walking in the connection source of being in the right season. And as you receive this, I want you to understand that it's a prophetic word. A prophetic word is a gift of the Spirit. A prophetic word is something we receive and that if we get in line with, it literally creates, a, as it were, a suction that allows that to pull us into that reality. I have a friend. His name is Pastor Fernando. And Pastor Fernando, he always says this to me. He says, Pastor, you think I'm a special offering for today? And he says, Pastor, I've got this really special offering for today. And I said, okay, you can take the offering. And every time he says that, I'm like, you can take the offering. Because when you read the, in the book of Corinthians, when you read the gifts of the Spirit, one of them is the gift of giving. And when he stands, if I stand up and say, I'm going to give the first thousand, people will look at me and go, well, God bless your soul, Pastor. But when Pastor Fernando stands up and says, I'm going to give, you know, whatever we're doing for the missions or para niños or for the kids or whatever we're doing, whenever he stands up and he says that, whenever he stands up and he says, even if he says it in Spanish and the room is full of English speakers and he says, I'm giving the first thousand dollars, it blows my mind, 15 people will jump up beside him and say, I'm giving a thousand too. So every time that Pastor Fernando says, I want to do the offering, I'm like, do the offering, do the offering, Pastor Fernando. Because no matter what the need is, when he interacts that gift, it, listen to what I'm trying to tell you, it brings, it brings a, the same blessing that falls on his life into your life. What I'm trying to give you today is an unction, a prophetic word that has the same pull. Are you with me? It wants to pull you into a new reality. It wants to pull you into a new place. 
And so when you get in this flow of what I'm about to say, then you're going to have to understand that God wants to bless you this year. How many want God to bless you this year? Can I see your hand? How many just want it to be the worst year of your life? All right. No, very few. Some of you are like, I just want it to be a year. The problem is you're afraid to ask because you don't feel worthy. But you're missing what I just told you. What I just told you is that there's an unction in the house that if you can get in the flow of, even if it's not what you normally would walk in, when you begin to embrace what I'm trying to tell you, it's going to pull you somewhere that you can't go on your own. And so instead of measuring fruit by seasons, what you're going to find in this passage of this word today is God wants to begin to bless and bring fruit every month into your life in a breakthrough in five key areas. Now, I think this is unique because we're going to go to Psalms 112. And Psalms 112 is a scripture that not myself, but the the Jewish rabbis all say that this is a scripture of blessing that is yours to take. It's already yours. It already belongs to you. The question is, will you allow it to pull you in line with it? How many of you ready to be pulled in the line? Let me be pulled into line with the word of God. Somebody go, I don't want to be pulled in line. I didn't say with me. I said with the word of God. Let me just ask it again. How many of you want God to pull your life in line with the word of God? Amen. Now listen to this. Verse 1 says, praise the Lord. I told you a few weeks ago I was with Jesse Duplantis and and I looked at him and I, we were talking about his visit to heaven and I said my favorite part's when you said, praise God. Praise the Lord. And he looked at me and I said, because why? He said, because everybody just needs an excuse. All they need is praise the Lord. And they're like, boom, glory to God, I'm the highest. Let me try that again in my best Jesse Duplantis voice. Praise the Lord. Let me try the Don Allen voice. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in his commands. That if you say, read this in the older versions, it says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights in his law day and night. Psalms 112. Does anybody recognize that passage? That comes from Psalms number one. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights in him. So what we have here is a pulling of a blessing that can become a reality in your life if you'll begin to live it. And here's how God wants to bless you. Their children will be successful everywhere. I got a couple of you excited for that. Some of you are like, I just want them to live. Their children will do good. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed by their children. They themselves will be wealthy. Some of you are like, oh, amen. How many of you just want, want this to be the brokest year of your life? How many of you want God to bless you this year? Good. How many of you are afraid of blessings? We got a few of you. Listen to me. Their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend more generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. See, I'm trying to give somebody the ability to connect into something. Now watch this. This is important. 
because they are confident, they are fearless, and they can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away and their their hopes will be thwarted. In other words, God wants to bless you so much in 2022. God wants to bless you so much that the people that don't like you will get mad about it. Some of you be like, I don't want them to be glad about my falling. No, no, no. God says, I'm calling you to some place that people get mad about how much I bless you. This is important. And some of you don't see what I'm saying here yet because when I talk about Psalms 1, you don't understand how you get in the flow. The Bible says that blessed is the man who, what, delights in the law of the Lord day and night, and he becomes like a tree planted by the waters. That means he shoots out his roots. Watch this. He shoots out his roots into the source. The way you're going to plug in is by putting your roots in the right place. And I believe, now listen to me, I believe that when I always have preached this, I always preach, of course, God is our ultimate source. Can I get an amen for that? But I believe that there's, just like in Fernando's life, there's an alignment that allows you to connect to a source. And I believe that I'm preaching over this house for this year. Not only on this campus, not only in this service, all all the services on this campus, all three that have happened already today, out of every campus, I believe I'm preaching to all of you saying that when you align yourself with a house and as we stay in line with the source, that God's wanting to pull you into a place of blessing. Now let me show you quickly the areas he wants to bless you. I am, I am almost out of my introduction. Here we go. The first place he wants to bless you is he wants to bless your children. I mean, God bless their hearts. They're just like us. They make wrong decisions. They make wrong calls, but God's looking for people that he can bless their children. Watch this. The Bible says that their offspring, their children will be mighty in the land. I'm trying to tell you that babies not even born shall be born with purpose. I'm trying to tell you that children that you may have given up on. Somebody would say to me, Pastor, I haven't heard. I prayed this prayer so many times at this altar. I haven't heard from my child in five years. We'll lay hands on them right here, and that child will call them within just a matter of a few days. Let me tell you, I believe that God's looking for the wayward and the one that's still to come. God's looking for the promised children who will, who will, who their parents will connect to the source. Stay with me. This is important. Malachi says that if the parents aren't concerned about the children, watch this, if the parents aren't paying attention to the children and watching the way they live in front of their kids, that a pandemic will come on the land. I wonder if we're living in a curse because we turned our children over to their phones instead of being involved the way we should have been. Maybe I just need to stop meddling. But God's looking for people who will engage with their children and believe that God wants... Somebody go, Pastor Don, you know, you're you're just believing God to move in your... I want God to mess my children's lives up this year. Come on. I want a move of the Holy Spirit to embrace them right where they are in such a way that it shakes them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I want a move of God that gives them calling and anointing. And I want, I want them going. I somehow have tapped in to, to, to granddaddy's anointing. Come on now. I've tapped in. 
My goodness. The Lord is good. Let me just give you an example. The way you live in front of your children is going to determine more than you can imagine. How many remember the great preacher of old, Jonathan Edwards? Started the Great Awakening here in North America. Preached a sermon that most of you read about in English, I mean, American history or American literature called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. As he preached this sermon over and over again, people would literally leap up on top of the pews, grab hold of the rafters and hold on, screaming, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And over 55% of our whole continent came to know Jesus in a move of God. Jonathan Edwards was a mighty man. But one of the greatest things that he is attributed to his life is that he married a woman and he was faithful to her. And together they parented 11 children. Somebody said, don't let me get caught in that anointing. <laughs> but together they parented 11 children. This is important. Because every day mom and dad would meet together and talk. After they talked and got unified in their minds, they would come out and they would then, they always, they took a long uh, horseback ride across the countryside. But when they would come out and they were unified from that, that time together, this is important. The Bible teaching that the importance of the man and woman of God getting together. Let me tell you, the world says you're going to divorce, but that statistics say that when a family prays together every single day, when a husband and wife pray together, it's 1105 to one again you getting a divorce. Come on now. God's looking for somebody who'll seek the face of God and plug into the source. And when he, I'm preaching now, somebody, somebody needs to understand this. When he, when you come out, when he would come out of that time where his wife and he would, would, would get together, she would go into the kitchen and begin to cook and he would gather those 11 children around him and he began to study with them their homework. He began to read with them the Bible. He listened to their day, hear their hearts, pour his heart into them and teach them something from the word of God. Let me just tell you, Edward said every house should be a little church. There's a way to plug into the source. Somebody said, some kids are going, you're going to mess up my world. Mom and daddy are going to want to do devotion. You know what? Start it again. And if it drops off, start it again. And if it drops off, start it again. Keep starting it until it sticks. Oh, Pastor Don, what does this matter? Well, at the exact same time that Edwards was preaching the gospel, there was a man just down the street. His name was Max Jukes. And in the year 1900, a young pastor did a research study. And as he did a research study, he took the lives of Edward and Jukes, contemporaries in the same community, almost the same age, about seven years difference in their age. Jukes was an atheist. He didn't believe God had anything to do with his daily life, and he didn't believe there was a God. He married an ungodly woman, and they lived to whatever satisfied their sinful pleasures. When they studied Jukes and his wife, who had no time for God, they found, listen to me carefully, 540 descendants. From his descendants, 310 of them died homeless. Can you believe this? 310 of them died homeless. 150 of them were convicts. Seven committed capital murder. 100 drunk themselves to death. 
of his daughters, 190 of them became prostitutes. All because Jukes made no time to plug in to the source. I'm preaching to somebody. But Edwards, how <laughs> I many you said the righteous shall flourish? Come on now. Had 1,394 descendants in that same amount of time. And from his descendants came, listen to this, one American vice president, three senators, three governors, three mayors, 30 judges, 13 college presidents, 65 college professors, I guess this is good. 100 lawyers. Come on now. Stay with me. 60 physicians, 75 military officers, 100 preachers and missionaries, 60 prominent authors, and 80 other uh, public officials came from his lineage. Let me just go ahead and tell you how you live your life and the source you plug into and the way you treat your wife will determine generations of your family. And this year, God wants the blessings to start flowing. I don't, I've got so little time, but somebody needs to, you need to unplug from the garbage you've been bringing into your house. You need to unplug from the lies and the sin and the shame, and you need to start plugging in to the house of the living God. And my goodness, when we're up here worshiping, somebody says, I just don't worship like Mike. I can't dance like Mike either, but I got a loud voice and I lift it up and say, come on for the glory of God. You be who God called you to be, and you plug into the source, and God's going to begin to change your children's lives. Come on now. Give me an amen in this place. But you know what the enemy just reminded uh uh, some of you of, well, but, but you, you're descendants of people who did wrong. I don't care what you, where you came from. You are the starting point now. If you connect to the source, you will produce the right fruit. The second area of blessing, he will bless your finances this year if you plug into the source. Amen. Somebody like, no, we're good. No, you're not. No, no, Pastor, I'm good. Okay, well, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've got unlimited wealth, meet with me after service. I'm going to talk to you about some mission projects. Come on, amen. But guess what? All of us could use increase in our life in this area. It's not sinful. The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. So when God says he wants to bless you, stop. You know what? I learned, somebody said to me, they said, Pastor, what do you think about these preachers who talk about money all the time? I said, I don't know, but they're the only ones who have it. And I realized what was right was not having a self-righteous attitude about it and not being hungry for it was to find a healthy place and just be thankful for where God's brought you. And if you'll think about what we say during our offering over and over again, thank you for how you've helped us reach out. Listen to me. God is a giving God. Satan is a stealing uh, a thief that's come to destroy. God didn't call you just to get along or to barely live off the uh, scrounging by, God called you according to the word, and listen to me, according to the word, to be not the borrower but the lender. You see, we don't just want wealth. We want to leave a legacy. So we, we want to start lending institutions. Come on now. So the question is, are you going to live in Babylon or are you going to live in blessing? I don't have time for this this, this morning because I'm going to try to get these done. But Babylon or a blessing? Babylon was a place of credit and debt. The Abrahamic blessing said he had silver, gold, cattle, and assets. 
You make up your mind where you want to live, Babylon or in the blessing. It's hard to be blessed when you've been lying to the creditors. And this one's going to be more interesting to you because this one's been a a challenge for so many of you this year. He wants to bless your relationships. The Bible says, speaking of the righteous man who's plugged into the source, watch this. He is what? One of these words? Great. Say them with me. He's what? Gracious. He's what? Merciful and righteous. It's not talking about the Lord there. It's talking about you. That if you plug into the right source, that you're going to have graciousness come into your life. You're going to have mercy come into your life. And you're going to have righteousness come into your life. Satan has destroyed many marriages, ministries, and long-term relationships in the last two years. God is going to restore those relationships if his people will plug into the source and become gracious, merciful, and righteous. You need to start believing God for supernatural restoration by the mercy of God. I don't know how many of you feel like you've been under attack in the last year. Does anybody feel like you've been under attack in the last year? I've been attacked on every side. I've been attacked financially. I've been attacked with lies. I've been attacked. I mean, I I grew very accustomed years ago to being attacked on social media. You're going to get attacked on every side. People are going to say things about you, and they're going to tell all kinds of stuff about you. One of my favorite stories about that goes along with my daughter back here. There was a young lady sitting next to another young lady in a very public environment. And, and this young lady uh, says to uh, this other one, she says, hey, let me tell you about Pastor Don and Christina and their family. And the, and the other young lady said, okay. And she said, they're like family to me. I mean, I'm like, I'm like an aunt to their children. And the young lady said, you are. And they said, yes. Anything you want to know about them, I know them better than anybody. I'll tell you about them. And the young lady said, oh, you, you can. She said, do you want me to go introduce you to them? She said, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. And the young lady just begins to tell all these stories about Christina and our life. Finally, one of the women of our church here leans up and speaks to the young lady who was hearing the stories. She said, Bethany, which is my daughter, do you want to go see your mom and dad and tell them about all these stories that you just heard about your family? And that girl's face went blank because she was just looking for a story to share. And sometimes people are just looking for a little tidbit of information to share. That's not even the truth. I'll never forget one day I, I met a man and he said to me, he said, hey, you go to that church, Four Hill? I said, well, yeah, yeah, uh, they let me come occasionally. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, tell me about that pastor. I said, he's trouble. Man, if they could get a better pastor, amazing what God would do. He said, no, I'm being serious. He said, he's dating my daughter. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, yeah, he's dating my daughter. I don't know about him. I said, no, he's not. And they said, yeah, no, no, seriously. You know, he's dating my daughter. I said, sir, I'm the pastor at Warhill. And my wife will kill us all for even having this conversation. 
You see, just a tidbit of information spread across a public forum was causing deception. This year, I've been attacked in more ways than you can ever imagine. But I'm always reminded of the story of David and Saul. The Bible says that Saul would get angry when he felt bad about himself and attack David. And he would throw spears at his head. Does anybody know what David had to do to miss the spear? Does anybody know? Duck. Do you know what's helped me keep my heart in the right place? Every time a spear comes flying, I've chosen to duck. And it's bringing me to a place of prayer. And instead of attacking back, I'm saying, let me show grace. Let me show mercy. And every time the attack comes, I'm praying blessings upon their lives. Because if I've learned anything, it's if I, I want to plug into the source. And if I don't have grace and mercy and righteousness, then watch this. I can't be blessed. Listen to me. Some of you have taken offense for me. Don't. Show grace. Show mercy. Be righteous. Because if you don't honor others, you block your own blessing. And there are people that are really not getting all that God wants them to be because they can't plug into the source because they put somebody between them and the source. And the best thing to do is duck. Number four, he wants to bless your emotions. Somebody said, yes, please do that in my family, Lord. For the righteous will never be moved. Listen to this. He is not afraid of bad news. See, some of you have been listening to the wrong news broadcast. And I'm not saying one channel over another. I'm not, I'm not purporting one or the other. Listen to me. You've been listening to the negative news of this world. But the righteous heart shall be firm, trusting in the Lord. That there's a way to lean not according to Proverbs to your own understanding, but to to allow yourself to lean into God's ways. Watch this. What that means is get out of your own head and let Him get into your heart. First Peter 5, 7 says this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. You don't have to carry all these constantly just, just, just negative emotions around your life. What you need to do is realize those are usually rooted in a wrong spirit. And what you need to do is let your life become filled with the Holy Spirit. The fifth blessing that you can flow into this year. Listen to me carefully. You can't flow in until you get the others in line. You need to understand God wants to move in your family, particularly in your children. You need to understand that God wants to line up your finances because if you're lying to somebody about your, your finances, you know what the Holy Spirit just prompted in my life? It's not just lying to the debt collector. It might be you're putting yourself in too much debt because you're trying to lie to your brother-in-law showing that you got more money than you really do. That's a good preaching right there. But you find a healthiness 
Pay your tithes. Honor God. Then you realize that relationships are all going to be strained. You can't do life without there being bumps in the road. I watched old John back there. Today as his grandbaby was looking up at him. And thought about how much love I saw emanating there. Well, there's going to come a day that no matter how perfect of a grandfather and grandmother y'all are, it's going to feel like you don't have enough time or something. But it won't be out of malice. It may just be that you're busy. And sometimes the relationship bumps that happen in our life are not malicious. They're just busyness. Am I making sense to anybody today? And so you, you said, God, help me get be gracious and merciful. They didn't, maybe they didn't mean to hurt me. I'm preaching truth today. Because after you get your relationships right, your emotions can get right. And after your emotions get right, then you can start becoming who God's called you to be and you walk in the blessing of your calling. People come to me and say, I, I think I'm ready to pastor. And I say, okay, go start a small group. And they're like, well, no, 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 no. I want to pastor. And I said, until you can pastor a small group and let nine people cut you to shreds, you'll never be able to pastor a congregation. Until you can be let down and feel abandoned, you'll never understand here. You won't be ready for here. Until you can control your emotions, until somebody, listen to me, until somebody can determine what they say on, on social media's pulpit, they better not be talking in this pulpit. You see, until you learn to get the balance of your life and get healthy and become who God's called you to be, you'll never walk in the calling that He's given you. I'm a preaching truth. You say amen real good and I'll tell you to stand. Come on now. Stand with me. You're like, finish, brother. Come on. I want you to notice what this blessing scripture is. Verse number nine. It says, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Does anybody know where this scripture is also quoted? Anybody else know? Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse number nine. When, when Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he says, listen, God's blessed you with so many ways to be a blessing. He says, look, when you get all these other things in line in your life, then you will distribute freely. You'll operate in your callings. You'll never have to wonder about whether or not you get a chance to preach. You'll never have to wonder about whether or not you get an opportunity for an open door of ministry. You'll never have to wonder whether or not God's going to use you in the way he's called you. When you get things right in your life and you connect into the source, listen to me, and you're, he will use you to minister, listen to everybody. You'll minister to the poor. And even the righteous will come and learn from you because what you have done will become an example. And if we could just plug into these five areas, this church will not be the same. Every campus won't be the same. Your life won't be the same if you can just plug into these areas. Bow your heads with me in this place today. I'm going to ask you a very simple question, whether you're watching, whether you're in one of the other campuses, whether you're here with me in person. I want you to respond in some way. If you're online, just say, that's me. Or put a hand emoji up there, whatever you would do. But, but listen, if you're in this room 
And you say, Pastor, God's spoken to me through this message today. I want to see your hand right where you are. That's all I want to do is see right where, where, you, where you are. Thank you. I see those hands all across this room. Put those down. What's happened is you just said, I want to plug into the source. And I'm going to get sucked into the flow of this anointing. And I'm believing that right now, every year, every year, will not be like this year because this year will be measured in the blessings per month because the fruit of each month is coming into your life with that said every head bowed and every eye closed in this place I didn't embarrass anybody else that just raised their hand I'm not going to embarrass you but if you're in this place and you say pastor we want to start this year with Jesus at the center of our family and we didn't end that our year that way but this year, we want to start with him at the center of our family. Particularly if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you prayed a prayer as a kid, but you, you know you haven't been serving Jesus. You've been living more like Jukes instead of Edwards. And today's your day. You want to know Jesus. If that's the case, I want to see your hand right where you are right now. If you say today's the day, thank you, ma'am. Are there others? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Are there others? that will join with these three families that have raised their hands. Thank you, young lady. Are there others? I'm looking around this room, looking up in the balconies now, looking around this room. Maybe you're online. Maybe you're in one of our other campuses. Right now, it's time to respond. Now it's time to respond. Looking around this room. Are there others? Right now. This is what the Bible tells us, that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we this matter would be settled. I don't care if you prayed this prayer a thousand times. Now's the moment we're going to pray it with these that have made this decision to put Jesus first in their life this year. Before I pray that prayer with them, let me just ask you, is there somebody that you know you should have raised your hand and you didn't? You see, I've not embarrassed them. I'm not embarrassing you. But this is your moment. This is your time. This is your opportunity. All right. I want every voice to lift with me in this place. Let's pray together. Jesus, by faith, Come on, help me now. By faith, we believe your promises. Heavenly Father, we are sinners in need of a Savior. And now I confess Jesus Christ as the Redeemer of my life. By his blood, I am forgiven. From this moment forward, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. I declare the risen Son of God has given me right to claim heaven as my home and God as my Father. Amen and amen. Now come on, give God a praise if you would in this house this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. God is so good. God is so good. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.